Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And welcome to the Chris Vaccaro Show, starring Chrissy V himself, Chris Vaccaro, proprietor of the Greenwich Street Tavern in New York City, uh, which, well, for the next four days will be the greatest Christmas bar in all of Manhattan. True or false? The greatest Christmas bar with two bathrooms in all of Manhattan. Two toilets. <laughs> it's really becoming a problem, too, because when we're really busy, when we're really busy, there's like 14 people online. It's like... Dude, you're gonna be. In the, you might as well go outside or something. That's. Take, I'm sure there's a lot. Take of, a half hour. What are you gonna do? How, what can we say? We're not that big of a place, and when we're packed, it's two bathrooms. That's it. Anyway, hi, hi, Nando. How was your week? <laughs> this is how I'm talking about bathrooms before I even get get me going over here. What a crazy week fifteen in the uh, in, in the NFL and in fantasy, huh, Nando? The games were actually really exciting, uh, starting with that Vikings Colts game all the way back last Saturday, which seems like a lifetime ago. It really but it does. went all the way into you know that was an unbelievable comeback. You could just see it happening too, right? Like just as the Vikings start scoring, you're like, this isn't over, is it? Yeah, I. Uh... Uh, a lot of big fantasy, a lot of big fantasy performances this week. So it was a, it was a pretty exciting week fifteen. Um, I got you know, bounced. I got bounced from my playoffs. Uh, sorry to hear that. Bounced from one, advanced in one. So really, I too, uh, I got eliminated in the first round of all three home league playoffs. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got to be honest. It, it's terrible season continues, and um, and it's funny too because. Uh, two big home leagues that I was in, I was up 18 points and 19 and a half points going into the Sunday night game. Uh, two different leagues, close scoring. I was completely done. The other team had one player left. You know who it was? I thought this was ironic. Uh, oh, for you? Um, yeah. Uh, who would be ironic for Chris Figueroa to have? Yeah, sit know. there and just – yeah, wow, real, very intriguing. Let's go through all the players. Saquon Barton. Saquon Barkley, oh my guy, yeah. all year long. And he's been struggling, obviously, these last bunch of weeks. He's banged up. And I just said, all right, you know what? I could see it coming 18 or 19 and a half points. He's going to go for 20-plus versus Washington and bounce me out of these two big playoff games. And sure enough, that's what happened. So got bounced by my boy, Saquon, and uh fitting way for my uh, home league seasons uh, to end. Do they laugh at you like, oh, you're Mr. Expert, you got your own podcast, and we took you down? No, there's a lot of good players in these home leagues. And I'm just a guy who works at Lee's Tavern? Yeah. Um, No, but I'm sure they're thinking that, yeah. (laughs) Why would they think it and not say it if they're your friends? Thinking it, saying it, whatever. Uh, Uh, Crazy, yeah, so that was it. That was a crazy uh, week 15. We'll leave that in the dust. Uh, Another week, you know what it was defined uh, uh, by, in my opinion? We've been talking about it for 15 weeks here, Nando. Chalk, I think The quarterback quarterback position. 
Mahomes, Hurts, Josh Allen, the big dogs all stepped up and showed up the first week of the fantasy playoffs. And they carry teams just like they have been all year long. This is you usually know? the week where it gets weird. The second week of the playoffs is where they like you get your zeros yeah. from the guys you expected twenty twos from. Yeah, well, I think it. I think it started getting weird uh, already last week. Look at you know two of the biggest fantasy performances were uh, Zay Jones and Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, and you know you look across like uh, in uh, here we go. You look across like the leaderboards in the high stakes markets. All these teams, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, nah, yeah, exactly. You look across like all the leaders in the top twenty. They all either have Zay Jones and or Jarek McKinnon. I mean, is that same one of power? Those, that's the first one of those three quarterbacks that I just mentioned. So there you go. That's the combination right now. And uh, Travis Kelsey. So there's no surprises. You know, well, Zay Jones. Actually, let me let me frame a question with this question. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, my dad's friend who I helped the league, we're still alive. And, uh, you know, we've Derek Carr has been our quarterback. We're obviously ditching him. Would you? Here's a, here's a conundrum we have right now in the free agent market. Deshaun Watson, Gardner Minshew, Trevor Lawrence. I think with the Trevor Lawrence right, wait, monsoon wait, wait, conditions, right. Deshaun right, let's Watson. Talk about, yeah, let, let me answer that question and just tell you how embarrassing and a garbage league that you're in that the fact that Trevor Lawrence is sitting on the way. No, the, the other team dropped him because they knew the weather no. was coming. Yeah. Now that, that uh, The team that had him dropped him because of the weather. You know that Trevor Lawrence in NFFC scoring, you know what his, you know <laughs> this where week, he I is? Point out, this week is their championship week. So this isn't like there are six teams left right now. This is, they saw that the weather is going to be horrible. They dropped Trevor Lawrence. That's all. I would, uh, all right. So let's just talk about this game because this is one of the topics I wanted to get on this Jets-Jacksonville game. It's very uh, intriguing from both sides of the ball because this Jacksonville team and this Jacksonville offense is on fire right now, carrying fantasy uh, managers like a like a combination stack of the Trevor Lawrence, the whole offense, to be honest with you. You know, Zay Jones is wide receiver 19 right now on the Crazy. season. He's a wide receiver too. He's had a lot Zay of peaks. Jones. He's had a lot of peaks. Yes, a lot of he's definitely had yeah. some huge games, down games. But uh, to back to my original statement, Trevor Lawrence, do you know where he is at quarterback ranking in the NFFC uh, this year? Right uh, I would say... After this past week? It sounds like a trick question, so I'm going to say QB7, but I'd say like... Hey, very close. Even better. QB6. Look at that. Imagine that. Trevor Lawrence, who, if you remember, in September and October, everybody was like, waiver wire material. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he's that bad. He's up to quarterback six on the season right now. And people are going to win fantasy championships with Trevor Lawrence and this Jacksonville offense. That's the way it was looking up until you look up this week. And this is one of the worst matchups that you could hand feed this Jacksonville offense coming to New York on a short week. You look at the weather now. The weather's going to be a mess tomorrow. I can't today, even, whatever. We can't when, even, I got to drive upstate. We can't. Like we're like, are we going to be able to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. Gusts it's a hundred mile per hour gusts of wind. Yeah, disaster. Never mind the fact that the matchup was bad to begin with with this Jets secondary. But you know, all these Zay Jones owners, Christian Kirk owners, and hello, guess who else is in the mix here? Evan Ingram, tight end four. Yeah, on the season now, yes. tight end four. 
I mean, people could have went and got Evan Ingram in like week nine or ten off the waiver wire in some leagues. He's tight end uh, four. So this whole offense, you want to people are climbing up the the standings these last four or five weeks with this Jacksonville offense. They blow up last week versus a really good Dallas defense. But now, what do you do? You start. You, you're in a spot here. You rode them this long. Do you jump ship? The Vegas totals coming climbing down uh, to thirty seven. I don't know. I I'd be worried if I was a Trevor Lawrence um, manager and even these other guys. You know, you got to figure Zay Jones out on the outside is going to see Sauce Gardner, who is just like I mean, he's a top three corner in football right now. Yeah, right off the bat, yeah. he's going to be basically Darrell Revis for the next five, six, seven years here. Like, I I don't think I haven't felt like I mean Jalen Ramsey was real good this year. He, he hasn't been like a shutdown like where you avoid receivers against Jalen Ramsey. So we really haven't had one of those situations where you look up and you're like, oh God, is my wide receiver playing the Jets? Well, for the next bunch of years, that's what's going to happen. Source Gardner is just going to be a shutdown, <laughs> lockdown corner. But anyway, now the, the, this Jacksonville offense, I think I'd be fading it uh, tonight in, um, in in New York. I, uh, well, that's why I brought up the question. Like, Trevor Lawrence yeah. is on the, but then Deshaun Watson, who's also got some weather issues, I believe. That's a weather game. And Gardner yeah. Minshew, who's, you know, in Dallas, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. a lot of good, Dallas Goddard's been activated. So, I mean, you're talking about A.J. Yeah. Brown and Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders and that whole offense who, you know, can catch passes. And it becomes so, a very tough decision to make. It's a, it's a definitely a tough decision <laughs> to make. Um, Trevor Lawrence, like I said, I would, I would, go away from Deshaun Watson, I'd also go away from Deshaun Watson if you saw this weather. Now, that's going to be the story of Week 16, Nando, is how many of these games are affected by weather. There's like four or five of these games. The Bills and uh, Bears game is supposedly going to be played in about zero degrees with a minus wind chill feel and a possible chance of, I think I saw 12 to 18 inches of snow. Yeah. So that game could be a disaster. Think about fantasy managers um, in that uh, in that conundrum come the weekend. You know, uh, Josh Allen, who put up 48 fantasy points in week one, along with Stefan Diggs. It, you relied on these guys all week, you know, all year long. You're going to come to week 16 and you're going to be in a snow game possibly. Um, or, or bad wind and weather, and you don't want your season to end with one of those games where you get stuck and it's a 13-3 final and it's just garbage, you yeah. know? But uh, w- what can you do? Oh, so you turned your camera off. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I realized that I wasn't doing that. Because right. you know why, Nando? You had to pick your nose? I turned my... Uh, no, uh, I, we always turn our cameras off usually before the show starts, and you don't get to see how much, like, just like throw my hands up or roll my eyes at things you say. <laughs> I think we could feel. So that. I didn't want you to be I think insulted. We could feel that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, but I didn't want you to be insulted. I mean, I'm sure you feel it, but you know, I, I don't need you to actually see me having to do it. Um, so wait, that that uh, Browns uh, game again, again, a huge disappointment with Watson and the and the Browns offense last week. Yes, in a spot that I was hoping that they would be able to put up some fantasy points for couple of my fantasy teams but uh this game is supposed to have 30 to 40 mile an hour wind gust uh wind with up to 60 mile an hour gust which 
you know, when we talk about fantasy football and our quarterbacks and players, the games, we we don't really care about that much about rain. And sometimes even a little snow isn't that the end of the world. But what we care about is wind. And that game, you know, the total is down to 32 or 33, which is like absurd, unheard of. So Vegas knows something. They know one of these stinkers is coming again. And, and this Browns offense just might be run, run, and run some more with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt all day long. And we could be looking at a game that we saw last Saturday, uh, you know, like a 13-6 type game. So, you know, keep your eye on the weather uh, to, to our listeners. You got to check the, the weather, but it's shaping up where that's going to really affect week 16 of the fantasy playoffs. I mean, and to the point where you're kind of like, maybe I will start Gardner Minshew, which I think is our move. Yeah. So can we touch? Let's jump into that because uh, Minshew. Well, I've been trying to do for like twelve minutes. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm jumping all around as usual, but uh, no, I would go Minshew in in that scenario. Now, some people might say, "Well, wait, he's not even guaranteed to start because Jalen Hurts." No, no way. Jalen Hurts will not be playing. Jalen Hurts is not playing. I don't know if they're just like if Dallas is probably laughing at them. I would be completely shocked. Okay, Philly just needs to win one out of their last three games. They can easily win the game next week versus the Saints at home. They don't need to force feed Jalen Hurts on the road to this Dallas defense uh, while he's banged up. So you're not going to see Jalen Hurts. You're going to see Minshew, and Minshew would be my answer for you out of those quarterbacks. Nando. I wonder, like, I, you know, we've been faking. Minshew's out. not bad either, by the way. Remember last year? I like year? him. Minshew, he can he run. Won. He's got he's got yeah. a floor. Yeah. Yeah, he can, he can run, and you mentioned Dallas Goddard uh, being activated yesterday, and he'll return for this game. And the funny thing is, last year, Gardner Minshew, when he played, uh, I want to say, just off memory, I want to say the game was versus the Jets in New York. And Minshew and Dallas Goddard connected, because I had Dallas Goddard going in a big spot, I remember, in that game. Dallas Goddard had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I would go insert Dallas Goddard right back into my lineup um, in this matchup with Minshew. Maybe they got some type of connection there. Uh, so Minshew would be my answer. They're probably playing from behind versus this Dallas defense. I like Dallas in this game. It's a good spot for them to get right off of the loss. And, um, yeah, I would I – would, and that goes for the Jalen Hurts owners. If you could go to the waiver wire, that should be your top priority is to replace him with Minshew. I wouldn't look anywhere else. I uh, I guess, like, especially with the conditions, you're right. Like, this is a weird, weird um, – you, you look at the free agent, it's like, ah, uh, Tyler Huntley, maybe? I mean, like, but he has What? I'm just – What? I'm just – I'm going over I don't care. Go get it. Go, go make another pillow if this is wrong. But Tyler Huntley, oh, this hold guy – Hold on, hold on. Let me get my pen. This hold guy – no, I don't care. I don't care. Tyler Huntley has sank me the last – like, all my Lamar Jackson playoff teams I replaced with Tyler Huntley. I was so excited midweek when they say, oh, Tyler Huntley's going to play. Uh, he's going to pass concussion because I didn't have any other options. Thinking, like, all right, versus the Browns defense, I'll be good for, like, 20 fantasy points. This guy doesn't even run. He drops back to pass. It's like a high school quarterback. Huntley's terrible. Uh, I mean, I don't know how the hell last year when he filled in for Lamar, he was going off. I mean, maybe it was just a bad two games these last couple of weeks uh, when he played, but my God, I, I can't play Tyler Huntley in any situation. I, uh, I don't even care that they're playing the Falcons. It's interesting because we've seen Huntley before, and Huntley's been good before. That's you know what, what I mean? Yeah, it's not like he just I know. Yeah. Maybe he lost his touch uh, sitting on the bench for the last year, but 
you know, people are going to look up. Hurt. They're going to see that. Well, he is actually because he's got a shoulder issue. I think he mispracticed today with a shoulder issue. Lamar still isn't back. So I don't think Lamar's going to be ready for this. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. This, this line was doing something you weird. Know, they don't even have any receivers. They're going down. De- De- Vern- Devin du- Duvernier uh, got hurt in practice the other day. Not that he was a factor. But this team this team is going to get to the playoffs. First round, they're going to get bounced out so quickly. Okay? They're the worst offense in the NFL. Okay? I don't care what they're ranked offensively. They This is the worst offense in football. Real life fantasy, it's just it's like watching paint dry when, when they're on offense. Disgusting offense. Which is crazy because I mean, J.K. Dobbins being healthy, Lamar Jackson when he's healthy, yeah. Mark Andrews is great. You know, uh, I mean, listen, we we we've talked about it for a long time here. Lamar's been struggling, and the offense has been struggling with Lamar. You know, before Lamar got hurt, so it wasn't just a oh Lamar went down and this offense started to struggle. Soffits hasn't been good uh, in a long time. I don't know what happened from September's offense uh, when they were putting up points the first three or four weeks, but this offense is a complete fade, and Mark Andrews went down with the ship. You know, he's he's like six weeks in a row of being terrible for fantasy owners. So, did we'll, you? Uh, yeah. Did you mock so. uh, Drake London last week? No, I did not. I feel like I you like did. Detroit. I feel like you I said he's on all so. the waiver wires and he sucks, and I want you to pick him up. Uh, all the waiver wires in high stakes leagues. I no, no, actually, uh, you're wrong on this one. You could go back to the tape. I like Drake London. I like Drake <laughs> London last week. You were the fool that said the quarterback you liked, and why shouldn't he should be on teams? And you wanted to talk about pick. No, I think I said Drake like London that. is going to benefit from the new quarterback. I think that's how I, oh, that's how I framed I, it. I agreed. I, I know I agreed. Oh, look at us. Then we, then we agreed. That's great. Wow. Which is very rare because usually your takes are terrible and mine are pretty decent. And uh, Mine end up coming true you know, and yours you just ignore. I, don't, uh, you know, mea culpa is ever from Chris Vaccaro. The Christmas uh, season, Nando. Let's try and get along for the Christmas episode here. Uh, last week was the Christmas the episode. This yeah, is- you know what? Which was stupid on your part. Why would you make last week the Christmas episode knowing that we had this week's episode three days before Christmas? Wouldn't this be the Christmas episode? Because well, <coughs> we're doing this on Wednesday explain night. Explain this one. Yeah, this could yeah. also be the this could be the Christmas episode as well. But I mean, like- Christmas is this weekend. Did you like forget the dates or something? I mean, you're accusing. So this you guy. jumped the gun. I know you're big. Uh, no, I didn't. Guy. I set the tone early. Is what I did. Yeah, I do. I set the tone. Okay. <laughs> and then I also had a hunch Speak. that you would just not want to do the show this week. And so I'm like, all right, if he doesn't do the show this week, then we won't have a Christmas episode. And so uh, there you go. But look at you coming through. Look at me, huh? Delaying it by a day and then declaring it our last episode of the season. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I look at the schedule for this upcoming week, it was very. This is a strange one. You know, I, you know, I know. Obviously, Christmas falling on this weekend with Sunday, and all the games are mostly all the games are intact. You know that as I'm looking at all the the game totals this week, they're low know, gambling. They're they are they're low, and there's not one total in any of these games over fifty, which is very rare. That you, I mean, yeah, we got the two that are like 48 and a half 49 but not one game total is over 50 and there's a lot of 30s 
So oh, the, I'm sure the weather's not helping. You know, no, no, the weather's aren't, and and that would be a, um an angle that I think I would go to. Um, you know, if I'm making decisions this week, like which games of my players in the in outdoors and the, these wind games and the freezing conditions, and then oh, if I'm you know, or I could get my guys indoors and maybe that Minnesota Giants game, that Philly Dallas game, you know, go out to that Miami Green Bay game in Miami, you know. Your boy too. It did did pretty well in uh, Buffalo. I was surprised at what the Miami uh, offense produced. These guys are professionals in Buffalo. They're professionals, right? Like, yeah. Well, no. I mean, listen. I just, uh, yeah, they are professionals. But I was, uh, I was impressed. I know. I said I thought I, I jumped off the Miami bandwagon last week going into that Buffalo game in the in the uh, conditions. It actually didn't start snowing in that game until like the fourth quarter. Yeah, late. But Miami, uh, Miami, Miami almost escaped Buffalo with a huge win. Waddle and Hill both had big games. Uh, they both came in limping uh, to that matchup, and they both showed out. So maybe they're starting to get a little healthy, and uh, are, are in store for you know two final weeks here of the fantasy playoffs, putting up big numbers. Hey, did you see? Uh, and I just saw this before the show started. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a tweet about. Uh, I don't know if you ever go on so Twitter. You, you, you're always on Twitter. <laughs> about two. Uh, no, it's all you do is about. Well, Twitter. I want to make sure I didn't miss any news before we came on the show, but I saw like they announced the Pro Bowl, and yeah. uh, you know, like three Dolphins made it, and Tua didn't, even though he was the top overall vote getter. And I just don't understand what's going on there. Or maybe he made it as an alternate. He was, maybe he was like a first he, alternate he was or something. The, I, I honestly, I didn't look at anything with the Pro Bowl. Ah, I don't care right. about the Pro Bowl. Matter of fact, there isn't even a, the Pro Bowl now is right, the skills uh, competition. Is a skills competition with like a two hand touch game. It's so useless uh, that they're even having that. So I didn't. Even Why you don't think it'll see. be fun? I'd watch that. I wouldn't watch a game. I'd watch a skills competition. Okay, well enjoy it. I won't be watching that. What are you going to do? You're going to tune in to watch these guys play dodgeball against each other, Nanda? No, I thought it was a skills competition. I'm not going to watch dodgeball. No, I'm just saying that's what the skills competition usually is the last couple of years. They're playing dodgeball. They're, no, they're I would watch like uh, Sam Darnold try to throw a ball through a hole 50 feet away. Yeah, because Sam Darnold's going to be at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he could be in the skills My competition. God. Why don't you write that on the rundown? Nando thinks that Sam Darnold's going to be in the Pro Bowl competition. All right, I will. Hmm. Nando, unbelievable. Thanks, Sam Darnold. <laughs> what kind of pens do you use? <laughs> uh, so listen, this the schedule. Back to what I was saying. Very odd. The Saturday uh, full schedule on Christmas Eve. Okay, that's going to be rough when you the whole family's over. You're opening gifts and having dinner, and you got a full slate of games. You know, opening gifts at one o'clock. On not well. I've, Are you listen? No, we're drinking and oh. we're having later like meat and cheese trays and like the fried dough. I don't know well, if you listen, do the fried dough. Everybody, listen, I know everybody's doing something different. What are you? you know, are you Sicilian? Is Vicaro Sicilian? Nah, Calabrese. And me too. So anyway, um, oh, that's why we get along so. That long, must be right? why. Yeah, it must be it. Yeah. Anyway, Christmas Day, the next day on Sunday, this triple header. So do you make zeppelins? You have zeppelins fry the dough. So um, it starts with Green Bay and Miami <laughs> at 1 o'clock, which is a decent game. Yeah. And then we've been talking about this for a, a while now, how the NFL really got screwed on Christmas Day. They tried to set up a big, you know, the Rams defending Super Bowl champions against that hot team, Denver, and their shiny new quarterback, Russell Wilson. 
they thought they were getting that game as like the midday game where the ratings would be through the roof. And now they have two of the worst teams in football. Brett Rippon versus Mayfield. Sam Bradford. Well, maybe Russ will be back uh, for this Baker weekend. Mayfield. But regardless, it's just a disaster of a game. Yeah. And then they, you know, obviously wanted to put two more teams locked in at nighttime for a big game with a Kyler Murray and Arizona offense with all their shiny toys, yeah. Hopkins and everything, versus Tom Brady and the, the Bucks, who they probably figured would be like a 12-win team again. And then they get Arizona, who's just one of the worst five teams in football now on that third-string quarterback because Colt McCoy is hurt. So now Trace McSorley against a 6-8 and eight, uh, Tampa team. The whole Sunday-Christmas Day thing is like a disaster. So... Uh, not that many games this this week that I'm uh, actually looking forward to. So maybe it works out well because it'll be family and Christmas over, uh, you know, these two days. And right, These are better background games, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I remember like, uh, you know, like looking at the schedule and going, oh my God, this is going to be really bad. You know, like, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are like chaotic with family over and everything. And then, you know, usually you're locked in for your Sunday. It's week 16 fantasy playoff. I remember being like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, this is going to be crazy. But, eh, who cares? I think it's going anyway. to be pretty interesting. These last four games, at least, when you look at it from a fantasy angle, though, uh, it gets a little more interesting. I mean, you look at, the, like, the Packers-Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You could have a lot. I mean, if, if someone has a lot of Dolphins that, you know, got you into the playoffs, I'm sure there are a lot of teams with Tyreek Hill, Waddle, maybe even Tua still alive. Tyreek Hill is one of the, yeah. Maybe a little A.J. Dillon. Sorry, go ahead on your Tyreek Hill. No, I'm just saying Tyreek Hill's one of the most highly owned players in the uh, the overalls going right now. You know, everybody's got Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson pretty much uh, as their top receiver on the team. Like, you know, I'm just going through teams during the week and seeing it. Every team either has Jefferson or Hill, and some have both. And those are the teams at the top of the standings. So, right. yeah, this game's going to be huge. Um, Tyreek Hill... Uh, that Green Bay secondary isn't, uh, you know, isn't any slouch, you know. So Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they'll have their hands full, but that's going to be a huge game for fantasy owners uh, this year. And we talked last uh, week about A.J. Dillon. That was one of my things that I actually got right. You know, I, I loved A.J. Dillon coming into this final stretch here. And unfortunately, after he scores his two touchdowns, uh, before halftime, he's got 22 fantasy points. Yeah, comes out early, he gets knocked out. He gets knocked out of the game, or else he could have been well on his way to a 30 point performance. Uh, you know, Dylan and Jones down the stretch here are, are like a Pollard and Zeke, where you could roll out both of them and and play them. You know, Jones as an RB one, Dylan as an RB two, and uh, I mean, I Dylan already cleared concussion protocol somehow. So he'll be good to go again here, and I would put him right back in uh, in my lineup. I think you have to, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the rest of the games are trash, like you said. I don't know if anyone's got Tom Brady on their playoff team right now as their quarterback. I, don't, I doubt oh, that's God, no. super flexing in Tom Brady this week. Um, yeah. My brother-in-law's wife, mm. which I think makes her my sister-in-law. I don't know how that works. Brother-in-law's. My wife's brother's wife. All right. Well, what would you call her? Trying. I'm not paying attention. I don't know. All right. Anyway, wife's your wife's brother-in-law. My wife's sister-in-law. I don't know. What does that make her to me? Family. 
right. Uh, she's in a league uh, with a bunch of teachers. She's a teacher. Uh, she just picked up Chris Godwin. Oh, I, move on. Come on. Is that I, great? Of Chris Godwin. This is what you want to bring up on a on a fantasy podcast show on The Athletic. A, a, a teacher's <laughs> league saying, that picked man. up Chris Godwin. It's a smart like, league. You, you should be embarrassed. You, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. I don't I'm know why Chris silly. Godwin was out there. Anyway. Oh, wait. Oh, these... wait. I'm sorry. Marquise Goodwin. Oh, God. I misread that text. Anyway, this so... is a, that's a totally different conversation now. Yeah. Well, listen, this, ta- this Seattle offense is in shambles now. Uh, the team is, is struggling all of a sudden. Um, they, they get to go to Kansas City here. Uh, Tyler Lockett is out now. Marquise Goodwin is not the worst wide receiver three, um, you know, fill-in this week. If you had him at the end of your bench, um, you could do worse. You could do worse. I would consider him a top 36 wide receiver this uh, week going into Kansas City. They're going to be playing from behind. Their focus on the defense will be DK Metcalf. And uh, Godwin, uh, Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin. See, he, it's it's well, easy to mess them up. Well, now you got me saying Godwin. <laughs> picked up Marquise Godwin. Chris Godwin. Ridiculous. My bad. Marquise um, Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. That's going to be a huge fantasy game, though, this year, uh, this uh, upcoming week here. Uh, mostly because of, hey, you know, there are a lot of fantasy teams that rode Geno into the playoffs. Yeah. And they're going to. They're going to be trying to see if he can uh, pull off one more miracle in Kansas City. I, I would look for Noah Font in, in this game, too. He'll see extra targets now underneath with Lockett gone. That'll be and, a good game. Uh, you know, that'll be a good game. It will. It, yeah, Chiefs are 10-point favorites, but... That's a 49 you know, the, the total. That's one, be, top, that's one of the top supposed high-scoring games. I, I think you got to be sitting pretty if you're all these players... Um, at the top of the standings um, with the Chiefs, okay? This Seattle defense is, slow, you know, is slowly falling apart. It's fading. And this Chiefs offense comes in with red-hot options, you know? Who? Kelsey dropped a 10 for uh, one. Kelsey McKinnon, right? Like Kelsey, I mean, even Juju came back with a nice 10 for 88 game. You're going to start him so, in week 16? Who? Juju Smith-Schuster? No, 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 I won't start Juju Smith-Schuster in week 16 of the fantasy playoffs. I'm going to sit him out. He's. Not, I'm sorry, man. He's not what, reliable. How, He's not a reliable how option. With you. How out of tune with you? How out of tune are you? I'm if out of tune. That Juju, Juju, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> caught 10 balls for 90 yards last week. Last and you're week. asking if he's a fantasy option? Last week. Like, oh, you're not going to start Juju. Yeah. And and Jarek McKinnon right now off three straight big weeks. Okay, I mean you go right back to him. Smith Schuster's coming off two good weeks, maybe one and a, a half. Concussion, weeks. remember? Had a concussion when where he missed time. A long time ago. That was like four game, five games ago. Okay. He's, all I'm saying is he's got a string of thirty yard games, and all of a sudden these last two he's been okay, and now it's everything's fine and dandy again. Uh, I mean he's the top two option in the passing game, Nando. And he's got as many 16. sub 40-yard games as he does above 70-yard games. Yeah, he, I mean, listen, he got off to a terrible start in the beginning of the season, and then he got hot. Then he got a concussion, and he missed a game or two, I believe. Okay. And now he's back, and he got heavily targeted. Ten catches, 
What else can you want, Nando? He's a wide receiver, too, this week. I'm just saying, if you... You know? Uh, if you say so, man. You, what do that's I know? It, yeah, 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 you're, you're just trying to create controversy. You're doing what you do. I'm just some guy who's it's, still alive in his home. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. All right. I, I won't <laughs> bust your chops. You're right. You got me on that one. Yes. You're still alive in your 18 <laughs> Yahoo League that your dad's father asked you advice for. That's 12. And, yeah. That's not my grandfather. Uh, uh-huh. Whatever. Right. Uh, but, yeah, this is what you want. Like, if you got to be licking your chops, if you have this – the chief stack of like a Mahomes Kelsey or a Mahomes Juju or, you know, McKinnon and Kelsey, all these guys at the top of the stand, that's what they have. And now you get the Seattle defense hemorrhaging. Uh, George Kittle just ripped apart this Seattle defense last week. And now who do you get? The King of Kings, Travis Kelsey. Okay. So um, I could see the Chiefs putting up 35 in this game and just it's. You know, everybody's sitting back winning fantasy championships or making their championship game. With Pat Mahomes as their quarterback and Chief Stacks. What channel so, is this game on? What game? Fox. What Seattle, Kansas City. Because mm. I like, I, you know, like how the Bills, I mean, like that Bills, Kansas City Just game. Leave the NFL network on and they'll show you some highlights. They will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if I want to watch this game in particular because I have a Geno Smith fixation uh but also because i think like you know like i feel like kansas city brings out the best in other teams a lot i mean maybe because their defense hasn't been the greatest or whatever but it's i I think like i could see like geno smith just hauling back and chucking long passes uh to you know whomever i mean if it's if it's marquis goodwin seems like the obvious example but i'm sure there are a couple other dudes in there who could you know connect you know one for 72 and a touchdown when you look down to the box score but I i feel like this could be like his it's gonna be a good game for Geno Smith. It's gonna be a really good game for G- a lot of points from Geno Smith. Yeah, I mean, I could see him throwing a couple interceptions, a couple turnovers, but I think you're in a you're in a good spot. I think the total on this game was forty nine. I think this was forty nine. Yeah, that's what I was saying 49. when you weren't paying attention. Listen, you yeah, I know. Um, Geno Smith has a better quarterback rating than Patrick position- Mahomes. I know, you know. I understand. Did I say this earlier? But do you know where Gino ranks NFFC scoring at the quarterback position this year? Uh, let's say nine. Shockingly, ready for this? Yeah, five. Wow. <laughs> that's not. Can you believe it? It's not shocking. Let's talk He's about this. Let's let, let's jump into this real quick because I just wanna uh, I wanted to get on the. I was looking at stats and, and everything the last couple of days. NFFC scoring, and this is just. To, I guess this is like um, a kind of a give and take about waiting on quarterback and then the elite, okay? The top three, we know Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. Mahomes, fantasy points, okay? Average, 33.5. Josh Allen, 32.5. Jalen Hurts, 32. Okay, then it drops down to while you keep making noise on all the paper and ruffling everything over there. I'm taking notes. You're right. This is good stuff. Joe Burrow is fourth, who's made a hell of a run, uh, you know, these last uh, month and a half to climb all the way back up to uh, fourth. Ridiculous. Yeah, because that's what our listeners want to listen to. Joe I'm just Burrow, looking for anything 30, else I have that can make noise on here right now. Joe Burrow, 30 fantasy point, uh, is, is averaging 30. Okay, that's the top four, and most likely those are the top four quarterbacks come next year in fantasy drafts, maybe with a Justin Fields uh, mixed in right after it. 
Okay. So totally. after that, the, that four are averaging 30 plus a week. Okay. You drop down to Gino, who's at 25. I want much stuff. Why would you? Why would you play that? I'm in the middle of talking. Are you drunk? Because it's a Christmas there? episode. Terrible. Okay. Anyway, so Gino is number five on the season at twenty-five, uh, averaging twenty-five points a game. So, and he's a, a solid twenty-five. He's he's. I mean, he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's pretty consistent. Every game you see Metcalf and Lockett mm-hmm. have, you know, like they're seven for seventy-two and a touchdown. One of them's got a touchdown. Yeah. So Gino is five, Trevor Lawrence is six, and Kirk Cousins is seven. So it's a little weird dynamic there. You got like the four big time fantasy elite quarterbacks that you expect to be one through four, and then you have like the guys that came out of nowhere or you waited on quarterback uh, five through seven. So you're gonna have the late round quarterback crew saying, "Hey, uh, you know, I if I could have waited and taken Gino off waivers or Lawrence and Cousins, you know, in rounds twelve and thirteen or a combination of that." And had the fifth, sixth, and seventh fantasy quarterback. Okay, so you could have won waiting on quarterback, or do you pay up for, you know, the Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and Burrow types? And to me, you lock in going into next season. You lock in these elite quarterbacks. I'm going to be moving them up the board next season um, as much as I can because it's just so much. Of it. Imagine <laughs> locking in. Imagine being in a position where in NFFC drafts. You're locking in 32 or 33 points right. every week right. with a Mahomes and Allen and Hurts. I mean, or Burrow. Like, this is these are huge numbers, huge numbers, Nando. So, just interesting when I looked at the QB rankings. What's, what's Lawrence the last six weeks? Like, I wonder if you shrunk that window to the last six weeks. Um, you know, because he's in an offense, new offense. Plus. Yeah, that's what I'm he's saying. Like probably he, thirty plus because he was struggling so badly in September and October. So definitely, is, I mean, I think this past week he had 41 fantasy points. So uh, you know, he's been putting up the big numbers. I think this is. I, I don't want to say. I, do you have his stats in front of you? How many four touchdowns? I want to say that this was his second or third game uh, lately where he had four touchdowns. Is he elite to you? <laughs> Is he elite? Well, we talked about the elite quarterbacks. Is Trevor Lawrence? No, absolutely not. He, 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 no, is he elite? No, but you know, you were just did, uh, fawning, <laughs> fawning all I over. I was fawning over how hot he's been. There's a difference between being in the Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen class that's elite, or being a, a third year quarterback who's starting to put it all together, and and you can see it clicking. And what's going to happen now is going into next year's drafts. Trevor Lawrence is going to be that hot commodity quarterback that everybody wants to get their hands on for the big breakout season, just like a Jalen Hurts this year. Lawrence is going to be that guy. You know, you see it. It's starting to come together. Never mind. He's got the pieces around. Christian Kirk's locked in. Evan Ingram looks like he belongs there if they sign him. I think he's. I think Ingram's only on a one-year deal. I have to check on that. Um, if they bring him back, and then on top of it, you got to remember this team went out and and traded for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Okay. Now he's been out of football for it seems like three years, but you put Calvin Ridley into this offense next year with a quarterback that it's all clicking together. He's got the the coat the right coaches around him. 
it's going to be interesting to see where Trevor Lawrence comes off the board, but he's definitely going to be that quarterback. You know, there's always certain guys at each position where as the summer moves on, they go from a ninth rounder to an eighth to a seventh to when the big money is on the line, people start moving him up going, you're not getting him. I am. So I'm making him, I'm taking him in this sixth round. And before you know it, he moves up three, four rounds from where, you know, when, you know, draft season ends from where it began. So Lawrence is going to be that hot quarterback name uh, next year uh, at the position. You know, what's funny is uh, on the show I do with Corey Parson, the better sports network every day, uh, kind of speculated that Trevor Lawrence would be mm-hmm. the Chris Vaccaro fifth or sixth round quarterback. He's like your prototypical guy you like in the fifth or sixth round. I thought knowing you, and the that's players that was you, like. you guys' prediction. Now that I just said it, that's what you guys predicted. Well, no, we said it earlier, and now you just said mm-hmm. that. Well, that's, so that's, that's the chronological order. Whatever. Uh, you were right about him having two. Uh, he's got two four touchdown games in a row. But in a row, yeah. Well, last yeah, week was three and one. He rushed right. for one. And you got to remember, Trevor Lawrence can get it done on the ground. He can run. So I mean, he's not one of these quarterbacks where next year we're all going to be clamoring for quarterbacks that run. Unless, I mean, Mahomes runs too. Uh, all these guys run. Even Joe Burrow runs a little bit. So, um, Do you know how tall Trevor Lawrence is? 6'6". Six, six. Big dude. Yeah. I didn't think he was 6'6". I didn't know he was 6'6". Six six. That's why He was like the, if you could like build a perfect like quarterback, like, Looks wise, uh, and I don't mean looks oh, you like the looks hair. Wise. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's got a weird no, I mean, tan like, line. You know, in he's his, uh, six six. That's why he was coming out of Clemson. He was he was one of the best quarterback prospects. Go, you know what's funny? I saw something on Twitter a couple of days ago, and it and it reminded me. Do you remember when the Jets were winless two years ago? The Jets were winless. They went to the L.A. Rams, and the Rams were really good. And they beat the Rams team for their first win. Okay. And they, I think it was their only win, maybe. Or maybe they won one more game. But anyway, at that point, it was late in the season. The Jets and the Jags uh, were right there, first and second. Uh, you know, the Jags were uh, going to be drafted second overall. The Jets were going to be drafted first overall. The Jets winning that game yeah. cost them the number one overall pick, yes. which then obviously went on to be Trevor Lawrence. But. Think about that now. That one stupid win going into the Rams changed the franchise maybe for 15 years after seeing now what happened with Zach Wilson and who knows. But you could have locked yourself in to a generational quarterback for 12 or 15 years. And all that is based on one meaningless win. It's kind of messed very up, crazy. isn't it? It's very yeah, butterfly. It's and I remember, that ga- I, I remember that game. It was like the Rams were like 17-point favorites. And it was like one of those shocking, like the Jets were so bad. And then they went out and, and won that game somehow on the road. So it cost them Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember the anger from Jets. Which, fans, which, like take it full circle now, Nando. Who's playing tonight? Trevor Lawrence versus the Jets. Look at that, huh? How about that Zach Wilson? How about him? I don't know. How about him? Yeah, I don't know. You brought it up before. Zach Wilson. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, how he's about Jets. what do you want me to say? Yeah, he's he's terrible. Great. Hey, listen, I know you didn't want to talk right. listen, about. I, you know, I will say I will say this about Zach Wilson. I think we live in a world where it's like, you know, you quarterbacks are 
people give up on quarterbacks way too fast. Thank you. And I still think Zach Wilson's a little, you know, they should everybody should have threw the towel. And I don't care how bad he looks or struggling. You know, sitting him down was the right move. But to throw the towel in on him is, is way too fast. That's how I feel about Malik Threw for Willis. 320 yards last week. I know it was versus the Lions, but – and how about those Lions, huh? How about those Lions? Uh, uh. I uh seven and seven. I hit my my over six and a half Detroit Lions team total um bet from before the season. They were one and six. I was like, all right, well, let's put that money aside to pay at the end of the year. Um <laughs> and then why did you bet up. on them if you didn't think they were gonna do it? No, I did, obviously. I love the Lions coming into the season. I thought they would be like a borderline playoff team. And then after they were one and six and trading TJ Hawkinson away. I was like, all right, another rebuilding season. They'll be like three and thirteen, um, and now you look up, they're seven and seven, and bet is one. I'm really happy for you. What are you gonna do with that money? We didn't go to a steak dinner or anything this year. Yeah, no, you have no uh, interest in this friendship. No, it's, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, it's tough enough to get through an hour show each week with you. I don't know if I could do like a three hour dinner with you. Well, why do you keep doing so, it though? For friendship. Anyway, let me read these numbers. Let me read these numbers to you. We could have such a fun dinner. This is like we used to. uh, Oh, you know what else? uh, You know what news uh, broke uh, tonight, right before the show? Nick Uh, Foles is Tannehill. No, that was earlier today. A lot of QB is really falling apart, man. The quarterback position is really oof. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to miss the rest of the season. Yeah. For these, this. For another team that's just completely falling apart, the Tennessee Titans, um, they're seven and seven now. So you know, I think I said this earlier in the year when I should uh, I tell my dad's friend to put a bid in from Malik Willis instead. Uh, I can't trust Malik Willis. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's gonna run. That's the, the one positive you get with him. But I'd still rather go Gardner Minshew over Malik Willis. Um. This game, listen to these numbers. This is Derrick Henry versus the Texans, the last four games that, that he's played them. Ready? 32 attempts for 211 yards and three touchdowns. 22 for 212 and two touchdowns. 34 attempts for 250 and two touchdowns. 32 attempts for 219 and two touchdowns. I'm fascinated by this. Now, I know everybody everybody knows Derrick Henry owns the Texans. But do you know what the odds are of four playing a team four times in a row and all four times going over 200 rushing yards? <laughs> what That's got to be like a one in like billion, no? Like nobody runs for 200 yards, period. Right. The last four times you see a team, all four times you go over 200 rushing yards? There's got to be some resentment in there somewhere that we don't know about. That's crazy, right? And if you look at, and if you look at, um, if if you look at this matchup going in now that Tannehill's gone, you got to expect Derrick Henry to get the ball thirty times against this Texans defense, right? You know, like this might be five in a row. It's uh, you know, I, I would have Derrick Henry ranked as my my top running back uh, going into this week. Would uh, would the law of averages say that this is the game that he has like twenty yards? <laughs> I I can't see it. I can't see that happening. You know, I'm sure the Texans are going to take it personally. Like, all right, listen, there's no way you're going to run for 
200 on us, and then he's going to come out and run for 150. Well, I mean, this is like Lovey Smith. I I could see Lovey Smith, like a new coach, you know, kind of old school coach, being like, we're not going to let this happen. We're not going to let this happen. We're like, let's tell. I mean, of course, with Malik Willis, I I would think like, it seems like when he had a stint earlier, they challenged him, and, uh, you know, they still ran him. Yeah, listen, he played that game uh, in Kansas City, I remember. He was terrible, but they kept it close, and they kept it close by running Derrick Henry um, and smoking mirrors. But I remember coming out of that game uh, just thinking Willis is, is not the answer right now. And he's not but ready, I, so I feel like they're treating him the way they interested. the Bears treated uh, Justin Fields earlier in the season. Here like, no, oh, look, it's all right, my bad. You know, let's let's not bring up a very obvious parallel. <laughs> Guy can both of them can run. Can. Both of them are elite, yeah, mobile quarterbacks. They can run, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, the coaches won't let them throw. And I mean, you can, you know what? You can throw Desmond Ritter in there if you'd like. Um, I just don't like like when these guys why? come in. Like, what's the point of having? Why, these... why are we? Why are we bringing Desmond Ritter into the picture with? Uh, instead of uh, it's a young quarterback that the coaches won't let throw. It's a young quarterback the coaches won't let throw, and it's like. We've seen it three times now, and Fields is the one who's allowed to play a bunch of games in a row and progress. And the you know the that inflection point was when they let him throw like I think I want to say twenty five times, which is like thirty percent more than the time that anything before that. And then you're like, all right, they must just try to get him in a comfort zone, and now they're letting him throw because this is a project over a few years. And I wonder if like Willis at the end of the season, and maybe he doesn't have enough runway, but I mean like maybe we'll see him slowly begin to throw more, and then. Have a like that good game, you know, like that fourth game would probably be the good one, but he doesn't have that yeah. runway. Yeah, no, it's possible, and people I'm sure will be going to the wire to to get Willis now to replace those Jalen Hurts uh, teams, and pray that Malik Willis comes out and runs for eighty or hundred yards, which probably has a good chance of doing. Because listen, do you know how many times like they should run so many bootlegs, uh, and so many you know play action passes in this game, and like the Texans defense might have 14 people in the box every single time trying to start uh, trying to stop Derrick Henry. Okay. And, and this might be actually the perfect game for Willis to come in here because so many QB keepers, he could just take around the corner. The kid's got a ton of speed and there's going to be, they, they should honestly have 10 to 15 plays just like that where Willis keeps the ball. Uh, so in this game, I, I doubt Malik Willis will even throw for, 100 yards uh, in this game, okay? But I could see him running 12 to 15 times for 100 yards. I can okay? see that. Maybe, and it, maybe a touchdown. So this is one That's of those 16 games. points you just gave him. 100%. You know, whatever he chips in in the pass game. So, you know, it, I don't think he's a bad option versus this Texans defense as a fill-in uh, for all these guys that – whether it's the Jalen Hurts filling in or when you, or whether you want to try and get out of one of these weather games, yeah, you know, with their, their quarterback, just say you're someone like me. I have a Deshaun Watson uh, uh, playoff team. It was a Watson and Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler Murray's done and Watson, I got to just sit and eat, you know, whatever he gives me. And if this game is really bad, you you know, if Saturday comes and, and you put the TV on, and, the, you know, the flags are blowing like crazy and, you know, it looks like one of those games. And you're like, all right, well, this is going to be Nick Chubb 30 times, uh, 30 attempts. And Watson's is not going to break 100 yards passing. I would flip to Malik Willis in a, in a heartbeat. Can you make the same argument that Watson could run for a bunch of yards? 
good point. Yeah, you could, but I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you could, Nando. I, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's there. I, 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 I haven't seen it. I'm not going to put Watson in that running quarterback category of uh, a Justin Fields or a Malik Willis type that these guys could take off and, and you know, just bust out 30, 40 yard runs and, and are, you know, they get 12 to 15 attempts. I don't see them doing that with Deshaun Watson, but I could be wrong on that one based on the weather. I wonder if, uh, if Ryan Tannehill made his ankle worse when he came back in that game. Or if he was so just like, was hey, weird. it's toast that no matter what. That was weird because he left. He, I didn't see much of the, the reason why, but he did. He got carted off, and then all of a sudden in the second half, he's back in the game. I don't know if he re-injured it or they misdiagnosed it. or you know, For him to be out for the rest of the season, did they miss a broken bone? I don't know what his injury. I didn't see it. I just saw it right before the show started. So all I saw was, you know, Tannehill most likely misses the rest of the season. I didn't see anything else. Uh, they found something or what? I think the speculation was ankle. I'm just I'm trying to Google it now really quickly. It's it was an you know athletic what other report. Quarterback I really like. You know what other running quarterback I really like? While we're on the topic of all quarterbacks, Danny Dimes. I like Daniel Jones oh, this week in Minnesota against this Minnesota defense, which is garbage. Uh, you know he's another one. He's now, and speaking of this game, this game is definitely a game I would try and get as many players into here. Um, you know, Cousins is on fire. He's thrown for 400-plus yards a couple weeks in a row. Um, you know, we said he's up to QB7 on the on the year. He could put up big numbers in this game. Justin Jefferson is going for that uh, Calvin Johnson record, which is in sight now. Um, you know, it was looking so bleak last Saturday. Uh, with that game with Cousins had like a zero at halftime. Justin Jefferson had like one catch at halftime. Before you know it, the game is over and everybody puts up big numbers. Justin Jefferson locked in as the the 1-1 one, one, uh, next year in fantasy drafts for number one overall pick in every draft. He'll be 1-1 one, one just like, uh, you know, uh, McCaffrey was a couple of years ago, like Tomlinson was back in the day. Uh, you'll see a heavy first round. Uh, check out uh, the Goat District uh, episode with the guys uh, th- this past uh, week. Should they go back really on? Good. Were you back on? No. Actually, our boy Billy Waz was on um, this past week. Uh, Billy Waz and Chris uh, Ebel, two great Hall of Fame players, they were on with um, Theo and Dan and the guys. Uh, they did a really great show, and uh, they broke down NFFC. Uh, future uh, first next year first round drafts. Um, oh really? Yeah, they did. And uh, maybe I should you know, share the, yeah, they all, your thoughts on. They all agreed on. They all agreed that Jefferson was the one one. And uh, I I agree now. You know I agree. So you think that a twenty twenty three first round overview is a great idea for a show? Yeah. Are you stuck? You're stuck now. Because you call that a really dumb idea when I said let's do it because you did it a couple of years ago. But now you're sweating goat district. No, I listen, it's it's you you're taking that out of context. Am I? First Am off, I? Goat I District know. does listen, not the Goat District guys, they do three or four shows a week, just so you know. So before you jump to go, we do one show uh, a week. So we yeah. have to talk about and you don't even care about 16. the one. You don't care about the one. Please, I don't care about the one. You don't even do a rundown. 
I do the rundown. How about that? <laughs> That's not my choice. <laughs> anyway, That's like so blink that three times if you want to be saved from Christopher Carroll. Yeah, to our listeners, it was a really good show. A lot of smart people um, on that. But anyway, I was, so I was talking about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt, game, sir. Go ahead. In that same game, I, I know I talked about him earlier, my guy, Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm going to be higher on – you know what? Off topic. I'm going to be higher on Barkley going into next season than most will again. I think most people are going to have Barkley at like the end of the first round. Every fiber of your being wants to oh. do a 2023 first-round draft, and you said you didn't want to do that. And oh, I think I, I think you're doing it just we, to be tough. It's not the appropriate time. We'll come next week or the week after. We can we can do a show on the first round. But right now, it's in the middle of the fantasy playoffs, going into the biggest week, another huge week, week 16. It's not the time to do a next year first round draft for it us. It would have been the entire you know, show. It would have been it. like 20 minutes of the show. Mm. Okay. No, go ahead. All right, finish your thoughts on Saquon Barkley. So, you know, we saw this past week in Washington – I think Saquon's finally starting to get healthy again, is my point. Okay, and versus this Minnesota defense, I could see Saquon busting out a huge game. So if you have Barkley, I could see one of those 30 fantasy point type games. He looked really good again. He looked like September, October Saquon Barkley this past week in Washington. And, uh, you know, it it was a little bit of a struggle in November. Uh, You know, he got banged up multiple times with multiple injuries. And he was fighting through it. We all knew it and saw it. The offensive line was falling apart. The whole entire offense in general was falling apart. Not saying that the offense is, you know, back together as a whole. But, you know, they're starting to get some pieces back on the offensive line and everything. And Barkley's getting healthier. I think Barkley puts together a really big final two or three weeks here. And going into next year's drafts, okay, I think what the Giants are going to do, they're obviously going to go out. They're going to they're probably draft a receiver early. Maybe they go out and add a little more to the offensive line, okay? Dayball's the real deal, okay? You bring back a healthy Saquon into this offense with a better offensive line and more talent around them to take the focus away from him. And uh, I think Saquon should be a top six overall pick again in fantasy drafts come next year. I guess I could see. I'm doing the math in my head <clears throat> of who I would take ahead of him. Oh, it's good. I think it'll be very wide receiver heavy. I'll just go. I'll listen yeah, to the yeah, goat district. Round. Yeah, listen to the goat district. You'll learn something. We don't have to get it in here. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what our show is about. I'm just saying that Saquon. To me, I I, I wouldn't have many running backs over him going into next year's draft. All right. You love him though. You're a, you're a Giants Homer fan. Though. I I don't want it to come off like that. I know I know. Oh, Chris Vaccaro's the the Saquon guy. He's just he's loving Saquon too much. No, I maybe, but I'm just I'm looking at it from a fantasy point of view. And that team and what they're building there, they have the right offensive mind. Uh, it's a it's a bell cow back that's gonna <clears throat> play when healthy, eighty five percent of the time, catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, and the team and the offense is is improving. So as long as they get some more help in the offense, there's no reason to to not treat Barkley going into next year's drafts like what we saw in September and October. Okay, you remember September October Barkley Nanda when every fantasy analyst was like, if I could redraft right now, <laughs> Saquon would be my one one. Yes, do you remember when everybody in the industry was given that? 
Oh, if I could redraft now, Barkley's my 1-1. Barkley's my RB1. That was September and October talk. Okay, so everybody forgets that because Barkley struggled now these last, you know, four or five weeks. Uh, and that's that gets fresh. Now, what's going to happen now? They'll just say I'm right in these last three weeks. Barkley's 25 a game, and he looks unbelievable. Well, guess what? Next year, going into those drafts, that's going to be fresh on people's minds again. And they're going to be going, all right, you know what? I shouldn't be, you know, he shouldn't get out of the mid-first round again. So the running back, going into next year, man, I'm telling you, the the running back position is going to be very, very strange. Um, you know, it's, you know, Eckler and, and McCaffrey will be locked into the first round uh, again. Right. As well, they should be. They'll be on big-time offenses and in the right spots. Uh, to me, Barkley's locked into the first. And then it's, he, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I um, still think should be a close to that, depending on what happens. I mean, they, here's what I'm saying. A lot of these running backs, it's going to depend on what happens in the offseason. Some of them are, have some quarterback issues where the you might not have a you know the right quarterback. Their offensive lines are falling apart. It's going to be a, a lot of uh, mixing and matching, and there's a lot of free agents. Oh, you know what? So we got into this a little bit. I was I was just trying to I was scrolling through names to see if I could get the name and re- remember who it was. Mm. Etienne. Yeah, first rounder. No, but I'm gonna. Um, I think he's I'll gonna be, be back on. No, you're wrong. Uh, I'll be um, not even close. About that. Yo, uh, really? Are you really? Yeah, he will not be a top twelve pick. Uh, no, people, rem- I, I will, I will say this: I will be into Travis Etienne in drafts, but I will tell you, he will not be a top twelve. Pick. I think he's going to be top twelve. Pick. I think he's going to be. Okay. I think you're discounting okay. the, uh, I don't know, the cool factor, maybe, or like the upset. He's DeAndre Swift of this year, I guess. It's not a bad. It's not a bad take, right there. I mean, that's a good comparison. You you know, um, he's basically a bell cow. He can catch passes. Nah, His quarterback's no, getting listen, better. That offense is going to get better. Goes in. Yes, yeah, he'll be in the right offense. He'll be the the lead guy in the backfield. Um, I just I I don't know what to tell you. I I agree with you. I will be on him. I think his price will be a little, you know, depressed because of the bad stretch he just went through. I don't think anyone's going to remember that. You don't think people are going to remember that? I think people are going to remember like week seven through 10 or whatever, whenever he had the stretch 100-yard game. Yeah, it was pretty well, awesome. Those, those three good games. Yeah, yeah. Well, three great games. When he, when, he, when he burned everybody for the first six, seven weeks of the season and then burned everybody three weeks in a row in weeks, like what, 10 through 13 or 14? Seven through nine. I'm looking uh, at it now. But everybody's just going to make him a first rounder based on those three really good weeks. He has 400-yard games. 400-yard games. Yeah. This past week was 103 yards, and to go along with those that really good stretch. He's not going to be a first rounder. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, well, I think he will be. That's all. I mean, we could, okay. We could well, place a little we I'll put, handshake. I'll put, my money on, I'll put the money on me instead of you. <laughs> all right, fine. Uh, I'd love to hear the goat district's thought on this. Call them up. I'll just you could just when you go on again, ask them where they think Travis Etienne is going to go. 
Did it was even brought up in the discussion of the first round to be like, well, how about ETN? Like, no, ETN was not even was not even brought up in a discussion. I'll tell you what, I wish people would stop doing is writing his name as the letter E, the letter T, and the letter N in their questions. Bothers you? That bothers a lot of people. I figure that would bother you. Yeah, why? Does it not bother you? No, nothing really bothers you, does it? Uh, not really. You. Your patrons you peeing me. their pants in line for the bathroom. You, you bother me telling me uh, uh, about. Uh, some of the ridiculous things you bring up on the show. I don't Other think that, not really. ETN being a first rounder next year is ridiculous. I think people are going to look at the landscape and say, well, there's a guy who's what a bell cow. Bothers, what else bothers me? Oh, in the middle of Sunday football, you <laughs> telling me about what pasta sauce should you use <laughs> on your pasta? I didn't. No, I, that didn't. You know, like, should I go with a marinara or should I go with uh, I didn't ask you. <laughs> pesto? Like, those are the questions you ask on Sundays. Just that, that doesn't even make any sense because I don't have any say in that. So, Just saying. I wouldn't ask you, know you something you like that. Random questions on Sundays just to piss me off. Well, now I do because I know that you ignore it. Oh, all right. So there you go. You yeah. So I, some of them are serious. I'll, I'll give you two serious ones. Uh, and then if you, don't reply, <laughs> if you don't reply after that, it's open season, man. Uh, man. Hey, we got to go. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if we're done forever. This is Chris Vaccaro's call, and the, be- the beauty, forever. the beauty of this man on the show with me here is that I don't know. Hey, you, you know what? I just wanted to mention because I heard today Franco Harris died. Yeah, for the, the Steelers. How crazy is this? That you know, like the the Raiders are playing the Steelers this Sunday night in like the Sunday night game, and they've been building it up for like the last like you know four or five days as. You know, like the old school Raiders versus Steelers Sunday night. And the reason why it's in the Sunday night is because it's the 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah. And that's the way they've been. And then I see, like, today Franco Harris died. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did that really happen? Like, imagine that, like, leading into the 50-year anniversary game this Sunday, which which basically is him, you know, Franco. He goes... He dies at a like he passes away at a like and it wasn't like he was sick or anything like he was doing interviews yesterday, um, and was perfectly healthy and then he died in his sleep. Today uh, last night, and I, I don't know I just thought that was really like weird spooky, you know that sad. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, you know, like this game is like the Franco Harris game, the, the you know, the Immaculate Reception, 50-year anniversary. Probably would have been, the game's in Pittsburgh. He would have been at the game. They would have been interviewing him. And he passes away three days before the game. I know. Crazy. Crazy. Well, you know, they say, like, give, not, give, give people. fantasy-related. Give people their but, flowers. Well, they're, you know, why would you, why did you wait 50 years to retire his number? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe you could have retired his number 20 years ago and let the guy enjoy that for a little Wait, while. Wait, Go Harris's number isn't retired by the Apparently state. not. Corey says they were going to, on the show, well, actually, I just blindly believed him in that. But I don't know. I, 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 sure. Listen, if you, <laughs> Hold that on. sounds, that, that cannot be true. I, I don't know anything about Steelers retiring Franco Harris. It's not my avenue of expertise, but. Franco Harris's sounds... number 32 will be retired during halftime of the week 16 game against the Raiders. Oh my God! Are you serious? Yeah. They never retired Franco Harris's number. Harris will join Steelers? two fellow Hall of Famers, Joe Green and Ernie Stautner, as the only members of the Black and Gold to have their jersey numbers retired. 
that's that's even more spooky now. I'm shocked at that. I mean, Jesus, the guy was like a, one of the biggest Steelers legends ever. And what they only retired like Terry Bradshaw and the, none of those guys have their numbers retired. For the yeah, I guess not, man. I don't know. We had, Troy Polamalu. Palomalu. I mean, Jesus, I can name ten guys for the Steelers that are legends. Jerome Bettis. No, Jerome Bettis that can't be. He's he's a, he's a legend. I, what do you yeah, want me no, to say? No, I'm, I'm reading it on a legitimate. Guys, uh, well, but I'm just saying, I'm shocked that you're just telling me this now, and that they were going to retire Franco Harris's number on Sunday during the Immaculate Reception 50 anniversary. And that poor guy dies out of nowhere, uh, three days beforehand. Crazy. Uh, wow, that that makes it even more crazier. Do the Steelers have anyway. retired numbers? They've officially retired only two jersey numbers in a, in their history. Yeah. Shock. There you go. Wow. Learn something new every day, Nando. Learn something new every day. Yeah, that's sad. All right, well, uh, thanks, man. Well, thank you. You had no uh, place on a fantasy show. But, yeah, I guess you felt the need to bring it up anyway. I wish you a Merry Christmas, Nando. (laughs) I hope you find peace and uh, enjoy all your Christmas movies this weekend. Oh, man, I'm not going to be able to. Your off seasons began. There's no way. I can catch up to all of them right now at this point. Mm. Gotcha. Um, uh, I thought listen, I was going to see you to give you a gift, but I guess not. Gifts. Yeah. Gifts. Yeah, ship, ship the pillow. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to now. Uh, I wish all of our listeners a, uh, a Merry uh, Christmas and Happy Holidays and everything. Good luck in your fantasy playoffs. I don't know if we'll have a show uh, next week with all the craziness going on, but <laughs> if we... If, <laughs> or if... Or whatever, but thanks for listening all year long. And uh, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. I keep going. That's all I said. Shut down the show. Do it. That's it. I I say goodbye to everybody. Tell everybody you love them. I do. I I love you all. Thanks for listening, and thanks for all the nice uh, tweets and the the messages throughout the year. And uh, you know, it seems like a lot of you guys uh, like the 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 show that me and Nando did this year. Uh, we have some fun. We have maybe too much fun. Um, but uh, hopefully next year we're back and uh, we'll do another year of fantasy football for you. Fantastic. That was a good That was a good exit. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, except you lied and said good. you thought it's there might be something you. next week. We'll see. Because well, I don't know. Right, we'll see. All right, maybe we'll. All right, thanks, everybody. That's your exit? I don't want to take your thunder. Well, you can't top my, my <laughs> okay, exit. So, I mean, you might as well <laughs> give it a shot at least. Ah, please. I don't want to embarrass you in front of the GOAT district. I know they're listening. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year if we don't talk to you before that. Happy Hanukkah. Happy everything. Uh, May you find happiness and joy and get everything you asked for this holiday season. Shop at Sears. Talk to you later. Bye.